0: Hi everyone, I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Welcome to Yoga Birth Babies, a podcast produced by Prenatal Yoga Center. We will be diving into everything prenatal yoga, birth and baby related, hoping to inspire, educate and empower you through your journey into motherhood. Thank you for listening. For my yoga teacher friends who are interested in working with the pregnant population, Prenatal Yoga Center offers an 85-hour Yoga Alliance certified program based on our three-pronged theory of prenatal yoga, asana, education, and community. Once a year, we hold our three-month immersion program in New York City. For those who cannot attend this training, Caprice and I are now traveling to different locations holding our training at hosting studios where we will spend six days working together, exploring and learning about prenatal yoga. This training consists of more than 50 hours working together. We also created a whole membership website with more than 20 videos corresponding directly to the manual you will receive. For more information, check out our website at prenatalyogacenter.com. Hope to work with you soon. Take care. Hi everyone. Thanks so much for joining me on Yoga Birth Babies. I'm Deb Flaschenberg and I'm so excited to have Tara Styles today. So normally in Yoga Birth Babies, we talk a lot about the birth and the babies, not as much about yoga, but what's exciting is Tara, who is quite well known in the yoga world, is pregnant. So we're going to talk with her about how her pregnancy is going, how it's changed everything. So for those of you that don't know her, let me just give you a little bit of a background. Tara Stiles is the founder of Strala Yoga, a revolutionary approach to healing through movement. Thousands of guides are leading Strala classes around the globe in partner studios, gyms, and clubs. Strala has been illustrated in a case study of Harvard Business School, and its philosophy of ease and conservation of energy are incorporated by business leaders, entrepreneurs, and well-being professionals around the world. So Tara knows what she's talking about when we talk about yoga. So welcome. Thank you so much for
1: fitting us in. Get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy.
2: Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for having me. This is exciting. I'm excited to learn from you, honestly, some some tips on motherhood and and getting through pregnancy with grace and ease. So thank you for having me. Oh,
0: good. So it's a good partnership. Yeah. Motherhood. You heard (laughs) me screaming for my child. before. (laughs) So yeah, that's a clue of motherhood.
2: Cool.
0: (laughs) All right. So let's just jump in a little bit. Um, Can you describe your path into yoga? So not everyone knows strala. Um, So dad, describe your path into yoga and maybe the people or experience that influenced your style of creating
2: strala. Sure. Well, I, I mean, I, I grew up pretty simply. I mean, all this stuff that I, I know has shaped my life now that I kind of took advantage of as a kid. You know, my parents were sort of doing all of the yoga-like things, but not really making a big deal about it. I just thought they were kind of boring and square. <laughs> and they, you know, conserved and uh, grew their own food and made a passive solar home without much money. And, you know, um, my dad was always kind of just sitting on the floor cross-legged, but, you know, he wasn't, Doing yoga formally in a way. And my mom was always, you know, telling us to be good to each other and be good to people and all these kinds of ideas that I learned about with yoga later. Um, but I studied dance as a kid and I went to a conservatory for contemporary dance And my ballet teacher uh, was in New York in the 70s dancing with American Ballet Theater. And he really got into yoga and um, Yogananda's yoga in in New York in the 70s and all different kinds of meditation. And so pretty progressive in the 90s brought that into our program. And I was just hooked. I saw this guy sitting in the front of the room that he brought in for, for the class. And he was simply happy for no reason. And I think that was the first time I saw somebody else doing yoga formally and the qualities that he embodied i just they were magnetic and i knew that i wanted for myself so i got hooked from there and um you know it was a very different time there wasn't you know very many yoga studios and and books on yoga and things like that then but there was you know the sort of the the classical books and some you know strange places you'd walk up 18 flights of stairs and find somebody doing yoga in the corner and things like that but um but I was just totally hooked and and wanted more and 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 wanted to find out what was what was happening and who are these people that practice yoga and and what are all these amazing secrets and why doesn't everybody do it um so so I knew from there it was just something I wanted to be involved with for myself and for my own happiness and share with my friends that, you know, were stressed and unhappy and you know having difficulties in their life for whatever reason. So so it was a very just personal um uh reasons at first. I never I never thought, I mean I, I didn't know anybody that did yoga as a job really back then. So I, I never considered it would be a something I would do with my life as a as a passion or, you know, even as a job. Um but that sort of happened You know, naturally over over time, just by at first, honestly, just sharing with friends and and people saying, "What is this? This is new. This is..." I'm like, it's not that new. You know, I didn't make it up. It's not that new, but um, but maybe the the approach of um, you know, that we've sort of developed with Stralla over the last decade or so is it's it's new in the way that it, it helps people um, find a way to connect to themselves, um, instead of necessarily connecting to the fears that they have around connecting to yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, that was really my, my, um, my plan was to help people feel better and not really worry about, um, if they were good at yoga or not, or, or able to be able to, you know, touch their toes or, um, all these, um, sort of, uh, misconceptions and, and fears that people had around yoga or, you know, needing to change their job or, Um, join an ashram or something like that. But, um, you know, I know yoga is very different now, but there's still the same fears around, I think, even just flexibility and, you know, being judged and lifestyle and just walking into a yoga class and what if, you know, I don't fit in or all of these kinds of things. So, you know, there's still lots of room for yoga to evolve and help people feel better, I think.
0: It's interesting. You brought up so many things that resonate with me. First of all, um, I, I too found yoga through, through dance. So I love that yeah. we have that connection. And I remember yoga. I moved to the city in the late nineties and started yoga pretty quickly there. And yeah, they were up. I remember Om Yoga was like on 14th street, yeah. kind of a like seedy <laughs> little area. And they certainly weren't the quite big, luxurious studios. And like, I remember Jeeva Mukti was kind of a rundown. Like it just wasn't, yeah. it was very different. Like, I kind of miss some <laughs> of that um grit, you know what i mean, the grit mm-hmm. to it. But then you also are mentioning about the the kind of fear people have and the kind of the very polished look yoga has taken. And i like that strala is not pushing that. I know at Prenatal Yoga Center because it's specifically prenatal. You know, I think there we've kind of moved off of that path that people don't come in thinking I have to look and do a certain thing because there's a bit of forgiveness, like, I'm pregnant. I'm just glad I'm on the mat. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Congratulations,
0: (laughs) you're breathing. (laughs) I got here. Just just thank me for that. So how's your pregnancy been so
2: far? Oh my gosh. Well honestly, I mean we had been trying for a while. Um and the one month where I was sort of hoping it wouldn't happen because I we had this five week Asia trip coming up. It happened, you know. <laughs> so, you know, we were literally packing, and um, and I, you know, Mike said, you know, you should probably take a pregnancy test, you know, just in case we'd have to get a doctor's appointment for when we're back, because you'd be probably eight or nine weeks along. And I said, oh no, I'm I'm not pregnant this month, and you know, other months I thought I was, and you know, all the things you go through when you're trying. But you know, took a pregnancy test, and sure enough, I was pregnant. So I was I was a little worried at first, just with all the travel and and hectic schedule and things like that. But, um, I got through the first couple weeks. All right. And then the, the morning sickness, you know, became, I I don't know if this happened with you, but it was not in the morning. It was all day long.
0: (laughs) I was mainly at night, which is unfortunate because I taught a lot at night Oh wow! and like half, about halfway through class, I'd have to just keep sipping lemon seltzer. That was what got me through. But yeah, I wasn't a morning girl for that.
2: It was all day. Yeah. Did it pass? Yeah, I, I mean I learned a lot about myself. I think a lot of it um made me realize that you know I was probably more stressed and taking on more um just hectic schedule stuff than my body could probably take and normally not pregnant, it doesn't I don't feel it I guess as much. So mm-hmm. when I got back to New York and just in my regular busy routine but not as crazy, I felt better. So I think that, you know, my mind had a lot to do with it. So that was a really good lesson.
0: Well, I think that first trimester that a lot of people don't talk about, it's the fatigue. And especially <laughs> if you're not telling your friends yet, they just wonder what's going on. Because, you know, there's, like, I just remember sitting on the couch and all of a sudden waking up and I fell asleep. And, all like, an hour later, I just, like, startled <laughs> myself up. So, yeah, I'm glad that you decided to take it a little bit easier. So has your
2: practice changed since you've been pregnant? Oh, gosh. I mean, well... I mean, I, I think we we're very similar in a lot of a lot of ways of just you know doing what feels good and not worry about all the external look of it all. But mm-hmm. you know, and also you're probably from dance background. I, I remember getting into yoga, and the poses weren't the hard part. It was sort of the internal thing was the hard part. Yeah. So, um, so for me, none of that stuff ever mattered. It was always yeah, sure, I can do you know moves, but it, it was it was more about how I felt. So, but now the the moves have definitely it's felt really good to continue to move my body. Absolutely. But it's, I've definitely done a lot slower and a lot more easygoing and a lot, um, a lot still pretty active just to feel good in my body and get the blood pumping and all of that. But, um, but yeah, I just even, even more focused on, on how I feel. And I think, um, you know, grace and coordination have really been something that's been highlighted. I can Mm -hmm. kind of you can kind of get away with a lot in your practice when you're, you have all of your resources, I guess, Mm -hmm. (laughs) when you're, when I, when I, I mean, just, you know, how I feel pregnant, I have to go, you know, take even more, um, more care with, you know, how I'm moving from, from movement to movement. And, um, and also it feels more interesting that way, just as a, as, as, as a practice to consider the whole, the whole part of it, instead of just focusing on, you know, um, what moves am I going to do today or something, but I definitely feel better.
0: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator Yeah. We talk a lot about in our teacher training about transition and, you know, because of the relaxant and the progesterone and the estrogen, how the body's just more supple and transitions need to be mind, really mindful or the pregnant body can get hurt. Um, are there any certain poses? First of all, I love that you've also slowed it down. One of my biggest pet peeves is looking at Instagram and seeing these very pregnant bodies doing what I consider to be completely inappropriate poses for pregnancy. I don't feel like it's honoring the pregnant body. I don't feel like it's honoring the transition into motherhood. Mm -hmm. Have there been any poses in particular that you just don't feel right? And just from what you've learned about anatomy and physiology, just don't
2: seem like you should be doing? Oh, gosh. I mean, honestly nothing upside down feels appropriate to me. And I know, I don't know. And I, I have friends that are, you know, probably, you know, 21 and pregnant and still doing all of their inversions and everything and is great. And I'm sure they, they feel different than me. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, even... um I mean, even down dog, if I was to stay in it for a long time, would probably start to feel a little bit funky, but I feel much better sort of upright and, and moving gently and, you know, all the ways that we move anyway with, with, with Shala and how, how we move, um, easily in the natural movement kind of way. But, but yeah, I'm not like playing around rocking and rolling and <laughs> upside down movements or handstands or, you know, forearm stands or, you know, it just, it just doesn't feel even, even, you know, I know a lot of women love to keep up their abs, but I just have no interest. (laughs) It doesn't feel like the right thing to do. That's
0: really smart. That's actually really smart. In prenatal, we do a lot of transverse abdominals Mm because the moms can push from their abs instead of, you know, just pushing from your face and shoulders. (laughs) But women that keep up things like lots of plank and um, boat pose, they're actually probably giving themselves diastasis, the separation of the abdominal muscles. And that's not really going to serve the mom because after she has her baby and needs to be physically available for her baby, having a really weak core is not going to serve her. So I'm really glad to hear that you, you have such deep intuition with your body. It's really wonderful. Have you had any, um, anything that's influenced that or just your, are trusting your gut?
2: Oh gosh. Well, I think, I, I think growing up with the, with the good teachers I had, you know, even with, with dance and this, this guy, Rory Foster, who really introduced me into yoga and really talked about it much more as a, as a movement practice than a pose-based practice. And I think, you know, now it's, of course, yoga is so much broader and and kind of so many different things to different people. But, you know, for me, it's always continued to be a movement-based practice and, you know, moving in the way where the poses are sort of arbitrary waypoints and sort of that, that same idea of all the East Asian healing arts, you know, Tai Chi and Shiatsu and things like that. So. Um, you know, Mike, my husband is, you know, he's, he's been doing that kind of stuff since he was a kid. So, um, so that's influenced me a little bit, just kind of watching him do that and how the ideas of natural movement have been brought into strala. And then we have this, um, great shiatsu guy, Sam Berlin, who, who really, um, he's a part of our training program as well, but he has that same idea that I think, um, you and I both have about, you know, letting the body be and kind of ride the horse in the direction where it's going. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And through touch, he expresses that and and how, and and how he, um, works with people kind of one-on-one. So I've had a lot of, you know, I've been lucky to have a lot of one-on-one sessions with him and just, you know, he, he doesn't tell you, you know, what to do, what not to do, but, in that nice way with somebody that has a lot of experience, you know, you get a session and then you, you feel like, Oh, maybe I should do this. (laughs) you know, Things become a lot clearer. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I've, I've got great, you know, helpers around. And I think just the, the idea of treating yoga as, you know, this whole body continuous moving meditation and trusting that, you know, you are going to, your body is going to stay healthy and stay strong. And it's not about the pose fixing you. It's not about the pose getting you strong. It's about the whole, the whole practice. So, um, so yeah, I just, you know, I think, I think trusting that has been always been a priority.
0: Has pregnancy given you a different appreciation for your body?
2: Oh gosh. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, especially with, um, you know, what I'm able to do and what I'm able to not do. I mean, even just with workload kind of things and energy levels. Um, I think I've really, you know, even though I prioritize, paying attention to how I feel and taking it easy so much and in, in the practice and, you know, and even what I talk about and trainings and classes, but you know, my own self, I think I've, you know, I, I need to listen to that even more now because there's not an option. It's almost like, I mean, I don't think it's like, um, uh, like having an injury or something like that, but it's something where your resources, I feel like my resources are definitely different now. And, uh, you know, I don't have the option to sort of Push myself uh, just a little further. Like I really, you know, if I'm tired, I have to sit down. You know, yeah. it's fine.
0: Your baby's, so. your body and baby are telling
2: you what it needs. Yeah, and it would feel, you know, rude to kind of <laughs> ignore that. A little
0: in insulting a to your child. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. So.
0: How many weeks are you now?
2: Oh gosh, um, a little over twenty-two.
0: All right. So you probably have, I mean, actually I've seen some of your videos and you got a little bump going on.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it, I, 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 I've i told all my friends and family, obviously at this point now, but you know, a few, few people I kind of bump into on in the street and coffee shops that I don't get to, you know, actually have a conversation with everyone. So i said, you know, they've, they've gotten to that awkward point of asking, are you pregnant or... <laughs>
0: I know there is that point where it can just look a little mushy until (laughs) until you get
1: the bump, which kind of leads me to a great,
0: (laughs) this leads me into something that kind of near and dear in my heart, having had a dance background. And I've worked with thousands of women, uh, throughout my career and body image tends to be a pretty sticky, tricky area, especially for fit women that tend to normally be quite, trim and Mm -hmm. tend to struggle at one point or another. So yeah, as I mentioned, I watched your videos and you seem so comfortable with your growing bump. How have you handled your changing body and growing bump and has
2: it been hard ever? Oh gosh. Well, I think everything's growing. (laughs) I'll be honest. (laughs) In the beginning, I was, I was a little bit, um, I was a little bit nervous, honestly, because I didn't feel like moving very much at all. Like, especially when I got back and I would, you know, I would do the things that I had to do, but I just, I felt like sleeping a lot, and I felt like eating bagels and, you know, smoothies. And you know, after a while, I said, you know, this this actually doesn't feel good, even though it feels good right now. Mm-hmm. So, I was a little bit worried that, you know, I would just I I started to gain, you know, some some weight pretty quickly, and I I, I started to worry get worried that this wasn't going to stop this feeling of not feeling good. Mm-hmm. Um. So so yeah, there was a lot of um fear I think in the beginning around that um. But then, when I started to feel better and and be able to tolerate just you know more normal foods like greens and just back to eating more healthy um, i I stopped worrying so much about you know I was still gaining weight and and expanding everywhere, but you know I felt more strong in my body and I felt like my body was actually doing what it needs to do, and you know there's no need to sort of fight that as long as I can take care of myself every day and have that be the number one priority instead of you know, worry or fear. But, but in the beginning I was definitely, um, kind of struggling with a little bit of that or a lot of that. Um, what the heck is going on to me <laughs> and when is it going to stop?
0: Yeah. I, I remember having not the bagel situation, but I definitely had a thing for crackers and <laughs> I'm normally not one that eats. In fact, in our house, we're I'm kind of crazy about it. Like, Oh, white flour. And yet all yeah. I could do is eat those. And I had this, good, bad thing. I'm like, it makes me feel good. And it makes me feel so bad. And I don't know if the bad was in my head being like, what are you doing to your body? Why are you eating what you don't? So I'm, I think other women will appreciate hearing you because you are known for, I mean, you have, how many cookbooks do you
2: have? Oh gosh. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, it keeps me out of trouble to write books. So I do one every year. If <laughs> I'm
0: saying like someone even who's known for healthy eating to hear that you were eating the bagels and the smoothies. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to make them feel better and not so hard on themselves and that you two were
2: struggling a bit with like, what's going on. Yeah. I, yeah, I but, appreciate you sharing that. Oh gosh. Of course. I mean, I think it's, you know, super important to, I mean, even, I remember even, you know, especially with social media now. And I mean, I, I started with YouTube and that was sort of, um, I think it felt longer and like there's more, more time to share and it's, it seems so. I mean, I, I honestly struggle with the, um, uh, you know, trying to be authentic on in social media and not kind of um, dipping into any of these, you know, too polished trends. So even just sharing a pregnancy announcement felt in so many ways um, superficial, and I didn't want to make anybody feel bad. And I know, like, it took us a long time to conceive, so all of these things. I think it's just, you know, in a not victimizing way. I think it's important to share. You know something real, you know if that's possible. But I think it's more for someone on the
1: internet. <laughs> yeah,
0: because you have a presence. I really think it's important for women who respect you and kind of have you on a pedestal to see personal, not personal struggle, I guess, but just human struggle. Instead Sorry. of thinking like, oh, you know, look at her just breeze through her pregnancy. Because I had that with my first pregnancy. A student, we were out the same week, along, and I felt. And she finally said, "I just keep comparing myself to him." I'm like, don't do that. But I have plenty of issues. Don't you worry about that? So I think it's very brave to really put yourself out there for women to see. Oh, so I nice. appreciate it. So I've read several of your interviews where you talk about intuition, guiding mm-hmm. your business and a healthy life. How has your intuition guided you, um, through your, for your pregnancy, but for the preparation
2: of motherhood? Oh gosh. Well, this is where I need tips because <laughs> All right, i think I can we, help, but... I mean, living in New York. Honestly, are my, my doctor doesn't do all of the taking you to all of the the baby term, which I didn't know. So we had to basically cold call doctors, and we're just lucky to have a doctor. Oh, that <laughs> I
0: can help you with. Do you like who you found?
2: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, she's she's great. But uh, but yeah, maybe next time I would I would totally take you up on that if, if this happens again. But um, <laughs> oh gosh, but um, but yeah, I mean, I just I I'm I'm planning on just showing up to the hospital and and delivering the baby, and you know, hopefully everything will be okay so and your doctor's I'm, on board I'm kind with of that. clueless. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. And your doctor's on board with trying to show up late and keeping everything as easeful as possible.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I mean, we, you know, we, we've got to the point where we're, we'll be back from Europe in the beginning of, uh, December. So we get to go on a hospital tour and kind of meet everybody. So, so that's, that's good. But, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't really have any plans except to, you know, I'm Gonna try to go natural and 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 easeful and just just show up when when I show up and I know you know New York can be crazy and if you show up too soon they try to you know kind of cut you open and do all these things so well, I've gotten they, a lot they of they usually send you home oh, okay okay well that's better
0: I guess <laughs> still yeah you and I can also have a one on one and talk with <laughs> okay yeah I need some counseling <laughs> yeah well, I'm happy to chat with you on that right. but one thing I would recommend is a childbirth education class. Okay. Because my theory is you don't know, you don't have options if you don't know them. Um, And, you know, to really make sure that because you, I really believe you're so intuition based that your gut's going to tell you what you want for your birth, like looking Mm -hmm. at it and be like, okay, I want this intervention. I don't want this intervention. I really want freedom with my body. So, you know, sitting and as you learn, just sit with what the options are and sit with what comes up and that you gravitate towards or what kind of repels you. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean?
2: Well, that's good. I'm having lunch actually with an old friend of mine who, um, has a great, um, uh, whole, uh, prenatal class company now. So that's, that's the plan to kind of, you know, surround myself with people who know better. And she's had five kids, so so she, five she kids. knows where that's, the classes are in town. So I'll, be, I'll be showing up there.
0: All right, someone that has five kids and knows their stuff. But yeah, <laughs> really, just kind of the more you can learn, the more you can trust your gut. Because I think when we don't learn. Um, and we're faced with the unknown. That's when fear comes up and Mm -hmm. I'm sure your friend's going to tell you, we don't want fear involved in the birth. It's like Mm -hmm. if you approach a pose with fear, your body tightens up, do you know what I mean? And, or dance. So think about if you had ever an experience and you know, you have to hit a move and get your fearful, your body's not going to react as well as if you were just flowing into it and surrendered and gave yourself to it. You know what I mean? Yeah,
2: of course. That makes absolute sense.
0: Yeah. So... I hope I'm not going too much on a tangent here. <laughs> no, that's great. I, I take it all in. <laughs> all right, let me pull back to you. Never be talking. So, do you have any ideas about how you're going to balance motherhood and being a powerful businesswoman? Because you got a lot going on there.
2: Yeah, I mean, our our plan is to take a little bit of time off. Um, uh, you know, she's coming in February, so we don't have anything sort of big schedules until the summer, which is kind of nice. We have a three-week training here in New York, and, and it's local, so, so that's good. And we have a lot of friends that can sort of help out and, you know, kind of get a feel for it. Um, but we plan to travel with her and kind of, you know, show her the world. And, and um, you know, I have this I have this idea that she can—I have friends in, you know, so many countries, and it's been such a wonderful— way to spend, you know, my, my adult life kind of traveling around and and having this sort of global existence. But, you know, I have this fantasy that she'll have buddies, you know, in Europe and Asia and South America, and, you know, we'll go to these places and she'll call her friends and hang out while, you know, while we're leading a a training or an event or something and just kind of tag along for the ride. And, if she hates that and think that think that's horrible and wants to live, you know, in the woods somewhere like maybe we can do that too. So, I think we're going to take it one step at a time, but but um I remember I remember being a little kid and 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 really appreciating growing up in the woods and and being um kind of um, isolated in that way, but also really wanting to see the world. So,
1: um, so hopefully she'll have that same wanderlust. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money
0: at Menards. I think it's a wonderful gift you're giving your child the ability to see other cultures be influenced by other cultures. One of my friends right now is on a, her husband's on sabbatical. So they're taking six months to travel around Europe. And I think she's brave. She has a five year old. And at this point, I think her daughter's 10 months old.
2: Oh my gosh. I wow. know
0: I'm quite impressed because I have a two and a half and a five year old and I couldn't imagine doing what she's doing. Um, but I'm very impressed. My own yoga teacher years and years ago, probably like, gosh, maybe 15, 16 years ago, I was studying with Shiva Ray and she was quite the global traveler and she took her son Jai a lot. And I thought that was oh. fantastic. So I think your vision for your child is just beautiful and wonderful.
2: Oh, we'll see. I think it'll be fun, you know, so it'll, it'll, you she might already some, has presence, you know, from, from people from all around the world. We just had this program in new york a training and you know there are the programs are already so global so now that everybody knows i'm expecting she's got toys and presents and clothes and things from you know dubai and europe and southeast asia and everywhere so you know i love this idea of um you know uh, you know everybody that looks like you isn't the only kind of people in the world and it's it's really important to you know to know that we're all sort of in this together, whatever our backgrounds are.
0: Yeah. And they also say, you know, it takes a village and you've created quite a global village. So that's, that's really great. And I think your daughter's going to appreciate it. And then also, you know, you, as you said, you'll look at the situation, it's not working, you know, maybe it doesn't happen, or maybe yeah. have a few flights where your child's crying the whole time. And you're like, what was I doing? But then it won't stop and you'll be fine. Right. <laughs> so before we start to wrap up, two things. Is there anything about your? I know you do teacher trainings and, you know, all over the world. Is there anything you want to share with people about your trainings if people are interested in studying
2: with you? Sure. Yeah. They're really, you know, it's something that's developed, gosh, now it's been a little over a decade. So that's kind of crazy to say. But, you know, something that we started essentially in our living room and this practice of, um, Uh, With this quest of helping people, trying to help people feel better through the practice of easygoing yoga, um, in in a way, and really creating that environment, and um, utilizing these ideas of natural movement, so much more being about the the whole practice instead of um, staying in a pose as an endpoint. So, um, so it's it's quite different than. Um, than traditional, or I guess traditional is a funny word, but it's quite different than, you know, these Yoga Alliance trainings where you spend a certain amount of hours doing X and a certain amount of hours doing this and all of these things. So we spend a lot of time together um, focusing on being and moving and healing through through practicing the the easygoing uh, movements a lot, through shiatsu, through um, focusing on sort of being the example of, of what you're giving and what you're leading um, so they're really quite powerful I mean they you never know what you're going to get in a group and all the groups are so diverse and this last group was incredibly feeling orientated and and quite emotional and and at the end of the training a lot of a lot of people had you know one expectation coming in to maybe be a become a guide or an instructor or um, you know, take this into their business. And, you know, throughout the two weeks they had, you know, lots of different twists and turns and, and came up with a new plan at the end to really focus on themselves or, or take a new career or things like this. So, um, so it's really exciting. A lot of people end up doing the programs and become instructors of Strala, or they take these ideas of easygoing, um, leadership into, into their teaching of, of, um, lots of different, um, Modalities and um, fitness and things like this, but um, it's really kind of cool. A lot of business leaders are coming, a lot of entrepreneurs are coming, and and really trying to find this um, idea of conservation of their own energy and whatever they're building. So it's sort of the opposite of no pain, no gain. Um, again, it, it's this, this idea of uh, Eastern concept where you can go further with less effort. And, um, it's something that, you know, we all sort of have in us as a kid, but then we forget. And, you know, even in our yoga practice can get a little bit stiff and rigid sometimes. So, um, so yeah, we spent a lot of time working on, um, finding ways to do more with less energy.
0: Really intrigued by the conservation of energy and, uh, that idea. Can you talk a little bit more, how you do that and even how you apply that to your business? Cause I know you were mentioning it was studied at Harvard school of business, what was it that they studied and what
2: was the result? Sure. Well, um, th- that was a couple of years ago. So uh, I got an email and I thought it was a joke. I thought it was a crank email. You know? <laughs> Some of these emails come through. And uh, it was a professor at, at Harvard Business School. And um, he said he's been you know, following what, what we've been up to, Estrella, for a few years. And um, he was presenting a case study called The Branding of Yoga. And it was a comparison of Bikram and and he was (laughs) almost, I know I was like, okay, what's (laughs) happening here. So it was a, it was a a comparison of the two, the two styles from, um, you know, from a a style sort of ingredients of that what's happening perspective. And then also from the business perspective. So he had almost finished doing it. He, he came in and, and asked me some questions in an interview and then invited me up to, um, to the school when he was teaching the teaching the session to the group, and it was it was really neat to see the group kind of some of them had, had practiced yoga, some of them you know had, had never done yoga at all, and a lot of a lot of them were there as entrepreneurs and business owners and business sort of fire starters themselves. So it was neat to see um, see the the class really get behind the idea of of freedom of individual movement with that we have with strala, and um, they see how. Bikram has got to, you know, sort of this critical mass by, you know, repeating the exact same thing. But they also identified, well, okay, in that kind of style, the teacher doesn't really matter so much. And it's more of a cookie cutter model and where the person at the top wins. But, you know, you can kind of win a little bit if you're in the middle. But, they you know, analyzing it from a different perspective than we might from a yoga perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, But with Strala, the the idea is, you know, we work with – Similar to dance and movement vocabulary, so that deals with natural movement and and conservation of energy. So it's very easy once you learn these principles of natural movement, which exists in Tai Chi and and all the Eastern arts, and you use them through the vocabulary of yoga, which you know I I, I still believe is the the richest vocabulary of healing. You know, you can be on two hands and two feet, one hand and one foot, whatever. You can get into all sorts of different body parts. Um, but I think the, what 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 I saw missing in yoga was how you say you know more or less the transitions and and too much, too much focus on the endpoints of the poses. so kind of taking that back and making it more about the flow, um, the flow of the entire the entire movement. so you know, softening the knee, softening the whole body, softening the mind, and moving from the middle of the body and and not in a way where you're flexing anything ever. Um, and it really takes um. almost a change in belief system to think, okay, I I can actually do more with less effort and how am I going to get there? Um, So, so that's sort of the, the, the approach of it from, um, from a physical and really emotional perspective. But then from the Harvard business school perspective, they thought that was really neat. And then the instructors really got to come up with their own, um, their own sequences using the movement principles, but they still all felt familiar and the same. You could walk into an astrala class and, you know, it's different than the next one, but you still feel like you've been through astralic class and creating the environment is the same. Um, it has the the same kind of uplifting feeling in a way. And, and, and in that sense, you know, it makes me happy because I never wanted to create a style of yoga. I thought that was ridiculous, but, but the teacher is the most important and the teacher really matters. And, and the, the, the teacher's main, goal is to help the people connect so so kind of taking that um that ego perspective out of yoga and you know directly connecting with the people in the class and you know even in the ways that we utilize touch and support um, and even where we demonstrate and how we are in the room and how we are before and after the class you know it's all very very much thought out of 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 giving people the experience of themselves instead of giving people the experience of of what the teacher wants to um Give that day.
0: <laughs> I love well first of all, my kind of big dirty dark yoga secret is one of the I did gosh, this was sixteen years ago too. I started studying several different styles at the same time and I did the bikram training and Oh wow. I and I may get some hate mail for that. That's okay. I hated oh. it. I had a horrible experience with it. Horrible. And I felt like, you know, they could have put a video on and everyone could have done the same thing because the teachers have such little independence and yeah. um, opportunity to actually look at the students and offer them what they think they need instead of just cookie cutter. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, what you're saying, first of all, I couldn't choose two different, I mean, dramatically different styles of yoga <laughs> yeah. to compare. I mean, like, so I can see how the results came out from there. But yeah, I, I very much agree with everything you're saying. But what's also interesting, and maybe this is because I'm, too much in birth in my life, but so everything I hear, I'm like, that could relate to birth. What you're saying about doing more with less effort. Mm. That is what one of the techniques that we teach in prenatal that because contractions, it's this strong balance of surrender yet move through, you know, like when, when you're in the middle of a contraction, there's no place to go, but through it, you can maybe choose later to get pain medication, but when you're in it, the best way to get through it is to surrender. And I I say, don't push the river, let it flow, you know? So doing with less effort because fighting the birth, and it also goes with motherhood fighting necessarily (laughs) against the child's will, like whose will's going to win out more with less effort is something that, We embrace strongly to help our students learn to surrender to the poses, surrender to sensation, physical and emotional discomfort, because we often can't muscle our way through. And we do we usually end up with some sort of damage on the other side.
2: Yeah, so that makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. Hearing you say that, I'm like, Oh, she's going to be fine. She's just going to be <laughs> fine. If she you have faith to that, in me. <laughs> I have faith in you. Stick to your belief system and your intuition. Uh-huh. And I think, and of course I'm going to say this straight out: hire a doula. Granted as a doula, I think that's always the case, but, oh. <laughs> but I think you're, I think you're really on a beautiful path through your pregnancy and your motherhood. And it sounds like with just your philosophy it's going to be amazing to watch this unfold to have been watching your
2: videos. So it's pretty great to see that.
0: Do you have any last words you want to share?
2: Oh gosh. Well, you know, I'm, I'm learning as I go too, especially in this, in this territory. And I think it's, you know, you know, all of your listeners, like even, you know, being on the path of yoga is incredible because, you know, you're always a beginner, hopefully. And if you, if you have it all figured out, then, you know, if I, if I feel like I have it all figured out, I know I'm in trouble, you know, cause I know I know nothing. <laughs> so I think it's uh you know, it's just an amazing, if you found yoga in some way in your life to, to stay on that. And if you found the, these practices that make you feel better and, and, and find more ease in your effort and, and find that way to conserve energy and, and, and do more with less, with less energy. I think that's, you know, it can be explored in so many different ways through through an entire life. I mean, I know for me it's changed the way that I, the, not just the way that I practice yoga, but the way I do everything. I mean, the way I open a door, the way I interact with friends and family members and, you know, things go so much better for me in my life when I'm moving through life in an easygoing way. So, you know, I hope to take that through the rest of this pregnancy. And thank you for all of your uh, nice tips and words (laughs) of encouragement. I really appreciate it.
0: (laughs) We can stay in touch and I'll offer you whatever I can. We're also going to offer our students the um, ways to find you. So I'm going to put your social media and your website on our show notes, because I hope this inspires people to look you up and, and just see all the wonderful offerings that you have.
2: Sounds great. Thank you for that.
0: Of course. Well, thanks everyone for listening and thank you Tara for being on. And for those that enjoyed this, please go into iTunes and Stitcher and rate and review us because more people find us, more people learn. And that's what we're about learning, empowering. So Tara, we will definitely be in touch because I'm really glad that we had a chance to connect. Yeah, me too. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. Good night, everyone. Bye. Bye.